is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Is that you? <laughs> For the first time in 2021, it is a Victory Monday on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. As the Cowboys win into LA and dipped out with a win yes. over the Los Angeles Chargers. 20 to 17 was the final score on the road as the Cowboys get back to 500 one and one through two weeks of the NFL season. We're going to talk about it here over the next couple minutes. We've got Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Kekma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans and I don't want to waste any time getting our thoughts because this was a gritty win for the Dallas Cowboys and man it was beginning to end gritty it wasn't pretty you were missing five of your starters but Rob Phillips the Cowboys got the job done and they converted when they needed to real quick i just looking up the last victory monday for the Cowboys was december or on this show was december 28th 2020 so it's been a while fellas it's been a while yeah. way too long uh yeah I, i'm going to steal isaiah's point I, we know each other so well doing this show mm-hmm. i think by this point I, it's a character win for the Cowboys. Not gonna write it you was. know, going on the road, opposite coast, all the guys that they had missing, a, a real chance of being 0 and 2. I mean, that that's a good Charger yeah, team. I look forward to seeing a lot of Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert battles in the AFC title game in the coming years. Maybe Lamar Jackson has something to say about that, but but <laughs> yeah. that that's going to be a team to deal with over the next few years if they continue building right. And they found a different way to win this game than they than they almost won in week one. And I think that's a credit to the players, obviously, but the coaches as well, specifically Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore for making adjustments from week one and based off the guys they were missing. Yeah, I mean, these guys, coaches use their personnel. You know, they used the personnel that they had. They didn't sit up there making any excuses about, oh, we're missing this guy. This guy's down. This guy won't be back for five more weeks. Whatever the case may be, they used their personnel. Not only Dan Quinn, did, did he do it like we knew he would, right? That's what he got. But that's what he does. But Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is continuing to find ways to get his playmakers the ball. Now, people want to argue and say, well, this playmaker is getting paid this much. It's about matchups. This game is all about matchups. You can give the person who has the most, who gets the most money, the most playing time, and all that jazz. But guess what? If it results in a loss, then then what is it for? Right? It's about winning games. So if it's if it's about doggone Pollard getting the, getting the ball more than Zeke that game, then guess what? That's what it takes. You heard Zeke after the game. Whoever has a hot hand, that's who we're rolling with. Defensively, Michael Parsons. Guess what? We drafted him as a linebacker. But guess what else? That boy went down there and played like a dog at defensive end and gave some doggone problems and gave Herbert some happy feet when we needed him to have some happy feet and forced some incompletions. Overall, special teams, eh, we still got some work to do. We still got some work to do, but Greg DeLeg, like I said in the postgame show, that boy dusted off that the old, the old little, you know, little dust off the lawnmower, and he fired that thing up. And after you fire that lawnmower up, you know it just keeps turning. <laughs> right? You know it's old faithful after that, so he was good to go. So overall, <laughs> great win. <laughs> a Toro? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever our sponsor I don't, is. Yeah, I don't know what they Probably a sponsor. Yeah, no, sorry. I really have no idea. No, I love the balance. 
I love the balance from Kellen Moore. I, we've talked about him in the red zone woes. Solved him. Yeah, we we saw the first two red zones came out, wow. got got scores. I mean, and it was and again, it was the balance for me incorporating the run with the pass. It 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 looked like a healthy balance of this offense. But defensively, you're you're right. Dan Quinn was dialing it up. Then he was dialing it up the entire game. And, you know, I think there was a point in the game where you were seeing Michael Parsons. You're like, oh, man, this is, you know, it, it looked as though he wasn't winning those battles. And then all of a sudden, like, he must have heard the whispers and he, and he poured it on. I mean, getting that pressure. And there are a lot of people that are going to be saying, you know, look, let's go ahead and put him at the defensive end position. No, no, no. We did that out of necessity. But, boy – isn't it good mm-hmm. that in necessity you have a player like that on your roster that can actually get it done and get those pressures? We still didn't get the pressure up the middle that we wanted from mm-hmm. our defense, and that's one of the things that I think is going to torment us as the season goes along. But, again, it's a, it's a great win, team win. Uh, and, and Greg the Leg Boy, you had us sitting on the edge of our seat. I don't think the 56-yard touchdown was the one that they were trying to do. But, hey, I'm just happy Legatron came through. Yeah, 56-yard game-winning field goal as time expires to win it 20-17. to 17. And there weren't – I mean, there were positives and negatives. It wasn't all good for the Cowboys, Ooh. and we're certainly going to break that down throughout the week. But I, I want to start with the positives on offense. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned it – I think both of you all mentioned it – balance. We were questioning it going into the week. You can't go into every football game and throw it 58 times with Dak Prescott and expect to win. And – not only did they have balance, but they shared the love. I mean, Tony Pollard, sure, he had a great game. 13 carries, 109 yards, and a touchdown. But Ezekiel Elliott, 16 for 71 and a touchdown. That's a much better game than he had last week as well. Talk about CD and his one carry. What oh, if yeah. I told you CD would have oh, a carry, yeah. one carry with 13 yards? <laughs> I almost jumped awesome. out my, I almost jumped What's going on? <laughs> I mean, you saw some different looks. Yes. The play calling was there. Rob, in the tenure of Kellen Moore... Have you seen this level of creativity and effectiveness from the play caller at Come the on. offense? The only one I can think of is when Ben DiNucci started against the Eagles. <laughs> and that was out of like, look, man, we got to empty the bag because yeah. we got to help this young guy out. I thought that was this. I'd have to really think about it because I said last week that was Dak's best start ever. And then I went back and, yeah, I think it was against Tampa Bay. I think that's the best play calling we've seen from Kellen Moore mm-hmm. so far in three seasons as the OC here. Yep. And and Mike McCarthy mentioned it was a patient game too. He was patient and they they flipped the game plan from what they did against Tampa Bay. That's the sign of a good offense and that's the sign of a good play caller. You look at the coverage, it wasn't Tampa's coverage. It, they played kind of shell stuff playing back and we saw we talked about it during the week. There were some gaps in that in that I almost said San Diego, that LA Chargers <laughs> defense to run on and they just went with the hot hand. Zeke got his touches. He actually had three more carries than Pollard, but Pollard was was cooking last night. And, man, it helps to have Zach Martin back. I mean, one of those touchdown drives, it was just like, it just run behind 70. You know, he was, he was fantastic in the game. It just shows you the difference that Zach Martin makes on our oh offensive gosh. line immediately. Uh, but the, my man T. Steele, I think we all went in nervous about Terrence Steele. Yeah, and he literally showed you uh, that with a little bit of help, 
he, he can be a serviceable swing tackle. And so let's put that, maybe for now, let's put that whole conversation to, to, to bed. But I remember Michael Irvin on um, uh, the, the game, that the, one of the pregames that we had, talking about Terrence Steele and likening him to Big Eric Williams, Big E. Mm-hmm. You know, and just saying that Big E, when he came in, Eric Williams, former yep. tackle for the, Cal- for the Dallas Cowboys, and how – you know, look, his rookie year, he was just getting baptized by Reggie White, guys like that. And finally, it started to, t- you know, see that confidence building for him. And I think this was a confidence building game. And so I want the next four games for Terrence Steele to be just like this. We did a lot of, lot of good things on the right side and a lot of good things with helping him. Yeah, absolutely right. And, I, you know, I, I think I mentioned this a while back, but, you know, Kellen Moore, he, I think he watched Waterboy. I'm 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 convinced he watched the Water Boy. You remember that little green booklet? He pulled yeah. it out. Yeah, he pulled that green booklet he out. It out. He, he pulled it out and he he went straight to that joint and he he called up some stuff that we that we never expected. I know when I saw a CD in the backfield, I was like, what in the entire heck is going on? You see what I did there? I and like and I, I was concerned because they weren't giving the ball to Zeke at that time, right? And we were I know we were having a little discussion mm-hmm. in the studio. I was like, man, what the heck is going on? Why aren't they giving Zeke the ball? And I was like, oh, okay. Balance, right? I don't really, I don't, I don't think this really, this term really applies. But you know, he did a heck of a job. Want to go to Heckman's dude, the Schultzenegger? Yes, sir. The Schultzenegger. Schultz balled out. Now, whether you guys see it show up in the stat sheet or not, which it didn't, it did not. The but boy balled out. Let me tell y'all from the analytical perspective, he was putting his hat in there. He held Bosa at bay when he had had his opportunities. He was putting his head in there. He was gritting it out. He was grinding. These boys was working up front, hard up front. They took not only the first level out the game, but there was a dude named Murray who just happened to be at the second level. Took him out, too. Took him out the game, too. And I I personally thought that he was going to present a major problem for us at that second level, and I think he ended up getting injured for a good portion of the game. He was and, hurt, uh, yeah. but he was a yeah. non-factor. But he was a non-factor, absolutely. Yeah. But Darren James, man, I mean, just seeing him live as well, just seeing him all over the yeah. field. You, you love it when you see you have a free safety that can do that. But look, man, Malik Hooker, mm. boy, I saw 28 splash, too, at the line of scrimmage. What about 27? 27. 27. Hey, I'm going. Wow. Just, Curtis, let's baby. go down the line. <laughs> 28. <laughs> <Going backwards and laughs> <numbers. laughs> let's go. I mean, because we had really good safety yes, help uh, over the top. Now, there's still some things that we need to do in the secondary, but this is all positive today. But Aiden's dad. Is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to stick with offense. We're going to go defense in the second segment. So, staying with the offensive side, and I, I want to keep this conversation on the offensive line going as well because you could give a game ball to Tony Pollard. You could give a game ball to Dak Prescott in the way that he worked. But there was concern around Terrence Steele and then, of course, the return of Zach Martin. No concern there because, my goodness, he was as good as he's been. <laughs> yes, but what about Tyron Smith on the left side? Because I thought he was just as good as he's been prior to his injuries as well. Had I guess you could say one hiccup where he gave up the sack there that's, at the end of the drive. That's the one. And and Kyler Facker, if you watched him in, in week one, he's a pretty good rusher off the edge for them. He's not Joey Bosa, but that was the one play where you noticed Tyron Smith in terms of, oh, this didn't go well. Yeah. So he he was fantastic. But I I think you have to give the game ball to Terrence Steele. Yeah. And I think you have to give the Cowboys credit for, for – they were right. I mean, they felt better about Terrence Steele than, than a lot of people did. Yeah. You know, And if Niseki had been healthy, and he's okay after that heat exhaustion – episode he had which is scary as heck yeah hopefully he is okay um he's discharged from the hospital but but um you know it would be interesting to see what they would have done there you know i know jerry said during the week it would have been terrence Steele. maybe we would have seen tiny i don't know but yeah i mean 
He's a much better player than he was last year. It's it's clear. I mean, yeah. you you could see it. And and look, Ty, uh, Zach Martin being there, I can't stress enough because you mentioned the tight ends helping out there. You saw some combination blocks too. Yeah. Zach kind of getting over to help there too, uh, and and move inside on the edge. So it, it was just a good performance overall by the O line. You think whenever Dak Prescott gets up there and he's he's in the shotgun and he's got those guys in front of him. It doesn't really matter who's outside at the tackles a whole lot as long as 70 is there. And I mean, I, you would like having 77 and 71, sure. The tackles, and we saw that last year. If both of them are missing, then it's going to be, at least at times, a problem. But man, having 70 up there, I feel like just gives... Dak Prescott so much more confidence. It gives Ezekiel Elliott, it gives Tony Pollard confidence because then they have holes to run through, and we saw that all day yesterday. It, the entire offense, Kyle, when number seventy suits up. I mean, because you understand that you have one of the best in the league that's that's doing it. But I just love the change of pace between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and and, I, and just the coaching staff's ability to recognize, use your playmakers. And, and I almost thought in the first half that maybe Zeke had gotten benched. It's like, well, you know, what's going on? Because of the way that Pollard was hitting the hole. But that was just the whole game plan and mixing these guys in. And I think it, it, it paid dividends. The Dallas Cowboys are 11-0 when they go for 175 yards rushing. 11 and 0. That Stat. that is some that is I mean come on. I'm just I'm just saying that is something that we can build on with this running game and no matter how it looks on the stat sheet. Look man, it doesn't matter how many guys you have doing it. Keep this up because it works. Especially Tony Pollard catching out of the backfield and also Zeke man. It, I just think it got to a certain part point in the game where the Chargers was just like having to honor everything that we did. There was a point in the game, kind of like you said, where I was like, I wonder if they, even if they win this game, I wonder if the talk's going to be, well, Zeke's still not getting enough touches, yeah. you know, because he's not, he's he's doing well, but he's not, Pollard's the guy, What what's his role and all this stuff? I don't think it really matters. Like, this is what they want. This yeah. was perfect. They talked about this during training camp, like Zeke's got a couple 300 carry seasons on his resume. Let's get him to December and get him totally fresh for the stretch run. And by the way, Tony Pollard's really good. We need to play him. Damn, he you good. know, and that's and that's what they got. So I think out. that's a great point. There were points in that game when you're looking at it, and if you look at the stats, and you're going to see, yeah, they put up 400 yards. There's only 20 points on the board. This is the lowest scoring win for the Dallas Cowboys since what 2017? I think. I think this is as for for a victory for a victory. I don't know that. That's that's interesting. I think it it's is. one of the lowest scoring yeah. wins in, in multiple years. I have to go and, and double check that stat in the break. But it's not going to look like it was an offensive explosion. But my goodness, it was so efficient. Down the field, play calling, spreading the love. It wasn't even just balance between offense and pat or, or excuse me, rushing and passing. It was the fact that you had two rushers over seventy yards. You had seven different players catch multiple passes. Yeah. The spreading of the love was there. And then, Isaiah, I'm curious to hear what you think about what Dak Prescott looked like yesterday as well. I think Dak did a great job. We said in the in the postgame yesterday, you know, he was a game manager. I don't care how much he gets paid. You know, his job is to put the team in the best position to win games. And that's what he did yesterday. He didn't make bad decisions. You know, obviously had one interception, uh, got sacked a few times. That wasn't his fault. Um, but I thought he did. He distributed the ball well. You know, you, the fact that he went to seven different receivers lets you know he's going through his reads. He don't give a dog on who gets the ball. And that, go ahead. I was just going to say, you said game manager there. That is a negative term to a lot of people out there, but you're not meaning that in a negative way, right? No, not at all. I mean, game manager just means that that's what you want as a quarterback. So let's go ahead and put that out there. You 
want somebody who's going to put your team in the best position possible. If that's calling a run, that's calling a run. If that's checking to something that gives us, you know, five yards instead of, you know, something that might have gave us 40 yards, so the heck what? That's managing the game. Just being smart about your decisions that you make and not taking those risks. That is a game manager. That's what Russell Wilson was early on in his career, and that's why Russell's loved everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And Dak is starting to do the same exact thing. He doesn't have to be the, the, the 58 passes a game type of guy because he has help. And I think he's realizing that he has help everywhere. You see some quarterbacks get locked into one or two receivers. They get locked into one or two guys, and that's all they see. And they really can't come off of that, right? Whether if they have the, the uh, running ability of Dak, sometimes they'll check one, sometimes they'll check two, and guess what they're doing? They're, they're taking off, right? That's not what Dak's doing. Dak is literally going through his progressions, and if he works his way one, two, three, all the way down to four at his running back, that's who gets the ball. Or guess what? Throw the ball away. He does that too. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by game manager. He's putting you in position. Sometimes second down is a great down instead of instead of you sitting on the bench and watching the other team go for first. Yeah. That the negative connotation that you're looking at is is bus driver. He didn't yeah. say he's a bus driver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The negative, Check down. Check negative down connotation is, is uppercase uh, GM game manager. This is lowercase. Yeah, lowercase. You know, manager. I, I like that. But, but honestly, like this is what they wanted. Like Kellen Moore was ready for that question last week about balance and he talked about how they checked that you mentioned it last week Mm -hmm. they checked out of 12 runs and they had 31 attempts in this game they didn't check out of those runs because the because the looks were favorable Kellen Moore was a man of his word you know he said (laughs) if it you know if if it depending on the looks and if it's what we want we're gonna go to it and this was a very 2016 Dak Prescott stat line Mm mm-hmm 27 attempts 237 yards 88 percent completion rate like I don't know what else people want I don't care if he threw the ball 13 times in the game. Yeah. As long as we were successful on offense, we were 60% conversion on third down. That's a positive. 88% completion on passing the ball. That's amazing. I don't care if you were throwing the ball, you know, six, seven times a game. That's amazing. That's a great stat. It doesn't matter. As long as you're moving the ball, we managed the freaking clock. We were in control of the clock. We were having six, seven-minute drives. Are you kidding me? We talked about during the week how you had to control this game because offensively for the Chargers, they were going to try to control the game and control the clock, right? They won. They had the right. West Coast. They were going to dink and dunk, get the five yards here, ten yards there, run the ball with Eckler. They were going to move the ball down the field so you know they were going to have sustained drives. In order for us to be in a position to win the game, we needed to be great on third down, and we needed to be able to move these chains, and I think we did that. Young boy genius was in his box, in his bag again yesterday. I mean, he was getting after it, and he had, like Rob said earlier, it it was, in my opinion, I agree with you, is the the best play calling we've seen from Kellen Moore. But we also have a young corner on the defensive side who had a great game. Heckma already alluded to it. When we come back, we talk about the defensive side of the football. And is Trayvon Diggs the best corner the Cowboys have had in a decade when we return on Talking Cowboys? Like that. Honey, tease. big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. 
and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Here on Talking Cowboys on a Victory Monday, following a Cowboys twenty. Dude, we were in the in the show. Okay, in the show, we can talk about it in a second. Thank I you. I love our commercial breaks. Yes, they're crazy. Uh, I'm trying to find a read from your wife to so so I can end up <laughs> once it hits your lips. There we go. Uh, it's a great people, great pay replay. You've heard Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him to do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That is jobsatcaliber.com. Go join that Caliber Collision team. We're about to have a collision, I think, in studio between Heckma Harrison and Isaiah Stanback. Once a day. Once a day. It's coming. It's starting to escalate a little bit. We'll see if it gets there. All right. Defensive side of the football. Couple turnovers forced nine straight games now for the Cowboys with a turnover. That's the second longest active streak in the NFL, only behind the Miami Dolphins. So they continued to take the football away, but they did give up some pretty big numbers in the passing game throughout the course of this one. Rob, I'll let you start this off. What did you think about the defense and was it a positive outing for them? How do we how do we start this without talking about Micah? Is that Let's possible? Can I, can I just go straight to that? Yeah. I couldn't believe well, – I was looking at the stats again this morning. I didn't realize he only played 39 of 71 snaps. I felt like the way, his impact on the game, I thought he was out there every single snap. And, and I know he wasn't because there was times where they just kept him off the field. And Isaiah said this in the break. Man, when he wasn't rushing off that left edge and just giving Storm Norton everything he could handle, Justin Herbert had time, and when Justin Herbert had time – he was delivering like that. That was a dangerous, dangerous game because he is the truth. That is one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, no question. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of the best quarterbacks, period, right now in the league. Um, but Micah was. What do you say? I mean, I, I I sat there last week and talked about not having Demarcus Lawrence. What kind of impact that was going to have on this defense? And I think they missed him some in the run game, defending, setting the edge. Those and Gregory too, not being there. But his pass rush was incredible. I mean, uh, to ask a rookie to come in and basically change positions from what he did in Week One, uh, and, and you know, and do what he probably did best at Penn State, though, really, really, really impressive. If Michael Parsons doesn't play defensive end for us this game, we lose. 
Straight, straight, plain square. and simple. Plain and simple. The reason being, you know, to to your point, Rock, Justin Herbert was delivering the rock. We had all kinds of gaps in our in our zone coverage, and they he was, they were finding every nook and cranny possible. They were just running five six yards, sitting, finding a little gap in between linebackers, get the easy pass, first down. Right, they were just over and over again. Eckler, boom, first down. Uh, and then there's a dude named number eleven who just happens to go out there and provide a rush off the right end. Right now it was to Herbert's open side. Luckily for him, because he was able to see a lot of it. But you know Parsons was getting upfield, and then he got caught inside a couple times on a little on spin back inside rush. Sometimes it worked out in our favor. Sometimes it didn't. Sometimes they were able to escape the pocket and get the ball off. That's on coverage. We got to figure that out. But if he did not make Herbert uncomfortable back there, they would have picked us apart and they would have won that ball game. He is the one of the major reasons why our defense was able to hold their ground against the, against no the Chargers. Question. Yeah, you're just happy that you have a guy like that. And it's just a dog. He's coming after the quarterback. He's got four uh, quarterback hits and a sack that was questionable. But, hey, we'll take it. Let's talk about that. We will, we will take that, that sack. But, you know, the, what happened was basically instead of calling a grounding call, which would have had – they were in the red zone, which mm-hmm. took them – Far out of position to score, uh, but they they awarded Micah with the sack, which I think everybody in Cowboys Nation was happy about it. But Chargers were not happy about it. But you know, I think the the linebackers played well, and uh, Jalen, uh, swipe if you want to. Come on, <laughs> swipe if you. He's holding that swipe back with everything he's got. But defensive line-wise, man, we've got to get some pressure internally. We had, just hadn't got there. Those stunts, guys are still getting bottled up up front. But Osa Digizor, number 97, man, he had a really good game uh, as well for the D-line group. He's starting to find his own. Yes, he he's is. He's starting to get in there and, and get his feet underneath him. But talking about the sack... Was it a sack? Because that was probably outside of maybe the pass interference call that was on Jaron Curse in the first half. That was an interception that very well could have been, should have been an interception. That was probably the most controversial call. Each team had one that benefited them. Mm-hmm. But did you think that was a sack on Justin Herbert in the fourth? I did not. I didn't either. But as Chris pointed out to us in the break, it would have been intentional grounding. Either way. Either way. So Would have took him back but, to the 25. Okay, yeah. That being said, Cowboy fans that want to say it's 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 rigged against them every single week, it's not. <laughs> it's not. That was that was a that was a very beneficial call for them. But uh, you know what? As well as Micah played, I'm glad he got the sack because he, like Isaiah, you guys said, he was the difference in this game. And that's that's coaching. That's yeah. coaching for Dan Quinn to say we have to do something. Our our first round draft pick is really good at this. Let's just change it up. And because he only rushed like 12 times in the in the opener. That's coaching, and that's a that's a great job by the young player. But it's a testament to what Dan Quinn said he was going to do, and he's actually carrying it out. We talk about these matchups; it's matchups. Our team, our defense is very versatile, very versatile. We have all kinds. We got safety depth, right? We got we got range. Wow, we have yeah. a range in corners. We didn't use it seemingly. Wait, wait, right? wait, 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 wait. Did you say we have safety depth? Which is crazy. Is that? Was I mean, did, I mean, honestly, no, no disrespect, to Donovan Wilson. Did we miss him this game? No, no, no disrespect. Can you say it again? We didn't miss his me. presence, and that, so yeah, so we have safety depth. Oh, okay. Thank you. So that's the thing. Whenever you have depth at a position, when you have one of your main guys go out, we had a starting safety out. We had two of our, our two defensive ends, our book ends out. I don't feel like we missed them. I don't feel like we missed them in the game. Now, would we have liked to have had them? Sure. Absolutely. But missing them and liking to have had them is two different things, right? We had a rush. 
We would have expected to have a rush with those guys. We we had physical play and we had playmakers at the safety position. We would have liked to have Donovan Wilson, but guess what? Our other guys that stepped up made plays. That's what it means to have depth. You rather you like to have your guys there, but if they're not there, the guys behind them step up and make the same type of plays. So that's what I'm talking about. And Dan Quinn said from week to week, this is what you're going to get. Whatever you have, I said this before. That's how we're going to line up, and we do the same thing on offense. We have we do the same thing offense. You're seeing it in Kellen Moore's play play calls. You're seeing it in Dan Quinn's ability to put Michael Parsons wherever the heck he might be. Guess what? Michael Parsons might be at dog on safety. He might be at corner. Right? <laughs> yeah, David Boston comes back and lines up out there. We might have to put Parsons at corner because he was two sixty at receiver. He was so, lining up to the yeah. sideline against Fournette in week one. So he kinda yeah. was a corner. So I mean, time. so I mean, this, that's that's what I love about this defense. And I knew this about Dan Quinn because I know I have some history with him, but we have the personnel now to go do that from week to week. Yeah. That hybrid versatility that we have in multiple positions is paying off. And being able to scheme it up is what Dan Quinn is his yeah. strength uh, that he has. But man, you, you talk about safety, you talk about curse. Man, I just I just think he had one hell of a game. And it, I heard him say that about Dono. I wouldn't have said that about Wilson. I know that's your Texas AM mm-hmm. brother, and I saw you. We wouldn't do that to you, Ryan. Yeah. I would. <laughs> Thank you. I, I missed it. I missed it. I love Dono. like that, man. Uh, kind of going along with Curse, I mean, you needed you needed guys to step up. You mentioned it, missing your two defensive ends, you're, you're missing your safety, and then, of course, we talked about the offense already, but you're missing guys on offense. This is the first time in two, maybe three years that injuries haven't derailed a Absolutely. team. And you didn't feel like, oh my gosh, there is a gaping hole in this game plan because we we're missing this guy here or that guy there. This is the first time I felt like there was still some cohesiveness and complementary football played in all three phases whenever there were guys missing on multiple levels. The expectation is different. The expectation of this team is different. Not only in just the three phases of the game, but co- cohesively as a, as a unit, as a team. We expect, they expect, we already have our expectations. Sure. They expect to win. Last year they hoped. They hoped to win last year. Now they expect to win. The reason being, it started with the competitiveness in practice, right? It started with no one guy being greater than the other guy. That starts, and that's the culture that we talked about. That's why I said accepting your role. That's accepting your role, right? Guess what? You play a key role on this team, but guess what? When I put you in position to make play, this is what you do. I'm not going to ask you to do anything outside of yourself, right? Rob, you you rush the passer. Guess what? Freaking rush the passer, right? Right, Mike? Guess what? You know me playing linebacker. I need you to be a dog and make this dude uncomfortable. Get to him every single play. Even if you don't get to him, make him get out the pocket. I don't care. Just make him not set his feet. Okay, coach, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Guess what? Curse. Guess what? Donovan's gone. I need you to step up and make some doggone big plays. Diggs, shut down Allen. Eh, didn't shut him down, but guess what? We made some plays. Yeah. Right. And, and the same for like guys like Leighton Vanderesh, who we talked about last game that didn't have a whole bunch of yep. reps. He comes back this game and has one hell of a game. Dang. Sack. Big sack. It, big sack. You know, I mean, it, it, it shows up. And I love that's a great point that you just made, Isaiah, because you see this team competing. Mm-hmm. It not only if, if there's a guy missing, like you said, Micah comes in. But there was a point in the game where I was just like, boy, Tank would have killed this guy. Tank would have been yeah. all over this dude, you know. That would those were those are the production numbers that Tank would have definitely exercised the demons on and, this. And it was almost like they 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 had Micah rushing off the other side against Rashawn Slater. Nah, no. they changed that immediately. Said, you know what? Let's let's exploit the matchup on the <laughs> yes. other side. And that was no, a, that was a good adjustment. Talk about Ehan Slater just <laughs> just held him up like a little kid. That's a good adjustment. But yeah, I mean, defensively, Kyle, you referenced it. Like they they gave up chunks of yardage. Mm-hmm. Justin Herbert had a good day. 
I, th- you, I think you have to look at the fact that they faced two top ten quarterbacks, top five, top whatever, in the first two games. I, I think that, you know the competition was really tough. But look, they, they affected him, and L.A. was 5 of 12 on third down. That was That's good. And some of their conversions were like third and 10, third and 15, whatever. So they, they made it hard on him. I mean, I was, I was in, for what they were missing, I thought that was a good performance, even though they kind of they dodged a couple yeah. there, there late mm-hmm. for sure. They definitely dodged it. And Herbert got his fill, 313 through the air. I mean, only 95 on the ground, which is phenomenal compared to the run defense that you saw a year ago with this Cowboys defense. But Trayvon Diggs, another interception. He's now... Had five interceptions in his first 13 career games or 14 career games. I can't remember which that second number was. But he's the first player to have uh, five interceptions, or excuse me, an interception in the first two weeks of the season since 1975 when Leroy Jordan did it. That's a long time ago. That's a long time. <laughs> I think they amended that in the postgame notes. Oh, did they? I think they went back and saw Roy Williams did it in 06. Mm. Oh, okay. But well, still, still, a long fif- time. 15 years, and you were asking, is he the best corner they've had? No, you got to do it like he would have done it to you or me if I had said that. What would I, what, I don't think I would have done anything outside of what no, Rob, Rob just no, He'd be giving you the, the oh. frat boy vibe? You know, oh, they no. got frat boy vibes on that. That was, if anything, that's not my fault that the stat was wrong. I'm just, mm. come on, go with but it. But anyways, wow. the uh, what were you saying about? <laughs> well, I was, I was going back to your tease. Is it the best corner they've had in 10 years? Is he? I don't think. I mean, this I'll, is the best start I've seen from a corner in two games. I mean, even though you know Keenan Allen got his, but two picks. I mean, to, to have the confidence for a second-year guy to just say, "Hey, we're going to stick you on the best receiver, and we're going to travel you no matter what." I mean, they haven't done that in ten years. So. No, four four catches, one hundred and eight yards, and that one ball that Her- Herbert threw to him in between the safety and corner. I just think that's what put him over a hundred yards. It's an excellent throw, yeah, uh, by Herbert. And I think we all came away from the game saying, "Yeah, Herbert is a dude." Yeah, no he, doubt. Yeah, he's a baller. What do you think, Isaiah? He's a boss, and I, th- I think also think not only is he a good player, but his offensive coordinator Lombardi does a great job putting him in position to be successful. I mean, I mean, you expect that from every offensive coordinator, but every offensive coordinator doesn't do that. Their system allows for them to be very efficient, very efficient, and he doesn't have to make these crazy throws. Now he's going to make one or two a game, but he's not forced to do that. You know, ten plus times a game, just chucking this thing down the field. They're, I mean, his, his throws are high precision. What do you think about Trayvon Diggs and his his day overall? I think Diggs had a good day. I think he had a good day. I think he's. I mean, every game I feel like he's like he's like the he's like kind of like a video game, you know, like a video game character that just keeps learning all the different moves. You know what I mean? Like every time the, the more he's he plays, upgrading. yeah, he's, he's just upgrading. Yeah, PC exactly. Get, yeah. get the he's processing it exactly. Yeah. He just keeps learning new techniques. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw that last week, uh, but no, I think he's doing a great job, man. I think he'll continue to get better. Obviously, I mean, is he the best corner in the last ten years? I don't know, man. He's I mean, off to a good. Start. He's off to a yeah. great. He's off to yeah. a great start, though, and I think. You know the confidence that you're going to gain, the confidence that the coach is instilling him. He has an amazing coach in, in, in Harris, um, and then he also has Dan Quinn calling the plays and, and trusting him, telling him, "Hey, no matter who we play, you're sticking there number one." Yeah, yeah, right. So going into this next week, I think he's really confident. You know, going into this next week, having just faced freaking Evans and faced Allen, I think he's going to be pretty confident going against Smith. You know, coming up this week, Jalen Rager, yeah, Devontae Rager. Smith, yeah, so whoever I, ends up being the quote unquote number one yeah. receiver. I think you're pretty confident. 
going into that. I think you feel pretty yeah. good after having to face Allen and Evans in, in weeks one and two. It's the lowest scoring W for the Dallas Cowboys since November 29th of 2018 against the New Orleans Saints. That game was 13-10. to 10. This was the lowest scoring win since that point. Wow. So it's been a while since the Cowboys have won a game like that and got to give a lot of credit to the defense. When we come back, we'll wrap things up here on this edition of Talking Cowboys and look ahead a little bit to the week that is when we come back with more from the star. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Oh, this is going to be extra sweet on a victory Monday. Let's get this ready to go. It is whether you're watching from home and seeing the Cowboys win in the stands. <laughs> with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what <laughs> Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor. That's a microphone twirl. That's a new one. That's a new touch. Yeah. I've been doing that one. Oh, okay. Swings the microphone away. Yeah. My bulging shoulders might block you from being able to see it. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. I hadn't noticed that. Bomb. <laughs> it's just a little Love it's just a little tap. Flick of the flick of the wrist. Yeah. He's got to <laughs> <laughs> James to Brown, get down. I like that. <laughs> gotta remember to get it back. He's Isaiah Standback. He's Rob Phillips. Heck my Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans here for Talking Cowboys. Glad Ooh. you're with us here on a victory Monday. Hope everybody had fun. I mean, that was a fun game to watch. Did it you, was nerve Did you eat a dub like Jameson Winston last year? I, I should have. A- <laughs> I'm not as good <laughs> at, about at throwing that. that out there. He did not eat a dub yesterday. He did they not lost, eat a dub. Not. They lost 26-7 to seven to the Carolina Panthers. The Cowboys, by the way, tied atop the NFC East right now. How about that? Shaking the showdown coming up. Semi-first place Cow- Dallas Cowboys. Co-first place Dallas Cowboys. We'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it. They've got a huge matchup coming up with the Philadelphia Eagles Give coming up this weekend. Home. 
home matchup back at AT&T Got to be Stadium. loud. Yeah, that's going to be a lot All your fans out there, turn up. Three straight home games. How about that? Yeah, because then the Panthers come to town and then sit the Giants after that. Week five, yeah, because it's the same week that Dak got. You know what I want to see, Kyle? What's I want to see, I want to see AT and T Stadium rocking like the old Texas Stadium. I want to mm. see it rocking like that. That was a vibe. That was a vibe. I think we've gotten a little bit, you know, feng shui, a little bougie, you know, saying ever since we got the new stadium. Uh, <laughs> I want to see the, even if you're bougie out there, even if you got some bread in the back, that's okay. Come and act a fool. This Sunday because or uh, Monday, Monday, right? Monday night. Even more reason. Okay, you got got work the next day. So what? Listen up. Come turn up. The players need to feel you. They don't need to just hear you. They need to feel you. There's a difference. I love that. Stock system (laughs) and a custom system in your car Mm. are two different things. We need the custom system. Custom. Let's get it done. No pinkies in the air. (laughs) Yeah, none of that. Turn Uh, up. Let's let's do something we haven't done on this show in quite some time. Yes. Let's give out some smelly stickers. How about that? Bringing back a tradition from early 2020. We kind of went away from it for a little bit, but I'm going to have yeah. the smelly stickers. There's back. a reason. Yeah, we, 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 that's true. We weren't able to get out smelly stickers. This is basically a segment. It's kind of like helmet stickers, but instead we go smelly stickers and we scratch and sniff and we place it on those who deserve it. So, Rob, I'll let you start us off. Who deserves your smelly sticker for the win yesterday over the Chargers? Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. <laughs> you said that so yeah. So Parsons. confident. I, I'm surprised. I, I I was surprised he played so least less. But like people on the Twitter are telling me, like on the sideline, he looked gassed. That's how much he was, how much effort he was giving in trying to provide that pass rush off the edge. You know, it's like, different between sitting in the box at the second level and giving a hundred percent effort out the blocks every single time for thirty nine plays. That is draining. Yeah, and he got yeah. better as the game went along. <laughs> that too. is draining. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, you're pushing against a three hundred pounder. Yeah. yeah, just the motor, the production, the midweek switch, and being willing to do that in his second NFL game. Smelly sticker. <laughs> Root beer. Is it the root beer smell? Stings the nostrils. Yeah, that's right. a good one. I like that. Is it a good Stings one? Stings the nostrils. <laughs> All right. Heckma? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my smelly sticker to number 70, Zach Martin. What? Yeah, I'm giving it to Zach, man. Zach just, ah. Zach Martin makes everything better. That's just, that's just what it is. And he has to get my smelly sticker. Zach. What man, flavor? That whole, that whole offense just Bananas, goes, man. All right. Okay, banana. 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 Uh, this is orange. Uh, uh, <clears throat> this is orange. I am going with Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele. I, he he brought his his big white draws, the old school draws, the work draws. He brought those. He didn't bring the box of briefs. Okay, he didn't bring the nice ones, the nice ones with the little sheen. He brought the old cottons. The old cotton the ones that you said I'm putting loom. these on because I'm about to go do the yard. He put them draws on and he came to work. Smelly sticker. Aaron, Cowbite. There's this week's Cowbite. Aaron's in the back. Make sure you're listening. Uh, I'm going to give mine to, to Tony Pollard since we haven't uh, we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it a whole lot. But Tony Pollard, 13 carries, 109 yards. And, yes, the, the offensive line paved the way, but it was kind of like what Zeke was saying. Whoever is rolling, whoever has that hot hand, they're going to get the football. And Tony Pollard had the hot hand, and he was able to to convert on multiple occasions, and not only in the run game, but in the passing game as well. And he capped off with a big touchdown too. So my st- smelly sticker goes to Tony Pollard, definitely. Yeah. What so. does it smell like? 
Ooh, I don't know. You guys took like the only three flavors I know. Those are the flavors. <laughs> you would have picked watermelons. Strawberry. Yeah, the white of them. I'll give them a watermelon you one. You would have picked the work drawers as a flavor? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not a smell of sticker flavor. I never want that sticker, man. Oh, my You took the three that I want. That's going to do it for us. On Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos tomorrow, we're going to hear from you, the fans out there. Call in. I want to hear about your thoughts on the Cowboys' 20-17 to win. For Chris Beam in the back, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, and Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeomans. See you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!